for landlords by landlords. The Rent Perfect Podcast with David Pickrop. Well, it's uh, great to have you today at another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. Uh, grateful to have our in-house attorney, Denny Dobbins, with us today. Denny, how are you doing? Doing great. Denny. Nice and cold. Hey, doing great. Listen, you know when we bring in the big topics, we always bring you into uh, into the conversation uh, being an attorney. And uh, you're our attorney. You're not uh, anybody else's out there attorney. Anything we say today uh, you need to verify for yourself and go through your own attorney. Sounds fair enough. Did I cover that disclaimer okay? Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> okay, well, today I want to talk about something that we've been seeing on the news for the last couple years. If you live in the northern part of the state, you might think it doesn't affect you. We're here in Arizona. You're in Kansas City right now. Uh, but I want to talk to you about... And, and by the way, yeah. the Chiefs won last night that's in <laughs> pretty good order, so that's kind of nice. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, we're pulling for you out there. Um, but uh, anyways, I think people want to hear about this immigration, uh, this southern border, this influx of people. And I think uh, we see it on TV and we say, hey, it really doesn't affect me. But as landlords, this is coming. This is this this run over the border is going to make it in the future where you have people standing in front of you. And no matter what their status is, we want you to be confident and we want you to know exactly how to handle each situation. So for this reason, Denny, uh, I want you to explain to us a little bit just so we understand kind of maybe the way the system works when they come over the border. And then let's get into when they're standing in front of us, how we handle uh, these applicants into the future because this is not going away this is this podcast will be good for six months to six years we have got a lot of people coming over this border and the bottom line is if we don't house them they're going to be on the street corners homeless and so this federal government is going to pressure us to house these people and we need to know what we can and can't do legally and then practically so the ball is yours what happens when someone comes across that southern border well, it kind of depends on how they come across. And uh, I have to give you a little bit of background so you know kind of where I'm coming from. I'm second generation. Um, my mother is Clarissa Cariaga Echeverria de la Luna Constantina. So um, we have all kinds of names in the family, right? And, uh, right. you know, she. But she goes was, by mom. Just goes by yeah, mom. Yeah, she, she was a U.S. <laughs> citizen, but she kind of grew up in Mexico City. So. Okay. Okay. Go figure. My dad was a base, a pro baseball player, and they met, and that's kind of how that happened. So, okay. um, but with that, um, you can people come here in different ways from other countries, right? Um, obviously, what we're concerned about is how we as landlords handle ourselves and deal with people who come here legally and illegally. How do we right. how do we deal with it? Right. So. When someone comes here, and we see it on the TV all the time, you know, the, the TV is showing people jumping fences, crossing the Rio Grande, right. uh, coming in here and being put in detention centers, and then everybody makes big politics out of it. And I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm just talking about facts today right. and how we deal with these facts. When someone comes here, the coyotes and, you know, different ways to get here who bring people in here, you know, they tell them, hey, just get there and you're going to be able to stay. And 
for a great deal of that is true. Because if you come here, you know, many people come here because they really have problems in their countries and they're trying to get out. Most people are coming here not for reasons that they fear. They're coming here for monetary opportunities. Right. Just how it is. Right. Um, they want to make more money for their family. They're, they want their family to be better off. Right. But not everybody comes here for those reasons. And I would assume, you know, just looking at the overall picture that we don't have a lot of bad people, but it's not about just bad people for landlords. It's about, you know, is my property going to be safe? Are my tenants going to be safe? Are my neighbors going to be safe? How do I protect myself? There's a lot of things we're talking about. So when someone comes here uh, from another country and, uh, Right now, most are coming, about 50% are coming from China, Guatemala, El Salvador, um, and um, a couple other countries, and the rest are just scattered among all the many countries. But they come, and nowadays they're just looking for an immigration officer, a border patrol, or customs agent to turn themselves in. So they want to get in the system, the majority of them nowadays, where, where, where in the old days they used to run from them, now they're running to them. Many of them are running to them. I would say the majority are, are still running from them, but a, okay. a big portion are running towards, you know, trying to get here and get here with to get a legal status. Okay. A legal status for someone coming here is an asylum status or a refugee status. Okay. And to get here, they have to come and say, hey, look, I am in fear because of my race, because of my nationality, because of I have some membership in, in this social group or because okay. I have these political opinions. So they get here, and if they can make that showing, they are now here, and they will help them to fill out uh, the forms for asylum. Okay, so I come find an agent. He processes me, gives me uh, what they call an A number, an alien number, and then how, how long does this process take? Denny, I mean, am I talking months, years? Well, you can you can stay in the detention center for up to six months. It's okay. more your choice than anyone else's, okay. because when you get here, you know you got no place to go. Typically, right? right. You know how are you going to have shelter, food, etc.? So, but you have to find housing within six months. Now, you can have a decision on asylum in as little as six months, but it usually takes, I think the average is 1,030 days. Okay, so they get a court date that's 1,030 days or less out, and they wait for that court date while they live in the United States. All right, well, their court date will be sooner than that. That's okay. their first court date. Okay. Their first date will, will be, that's when they have to first appear to start the process of this asylum application, okay. but it can last much, much longer. It could last okay. six years. Okay. Okay. But for, but for eight years, while they're here on an asylum basis, um, they're also given a lot of different types of financial assistance while they're here. And that cause technically they are legally here as they wait for their hearing. Correct. They are legally here, and you they cannot be deported while they're legally waiting for asylum. Okay. So they, they might not have a driver's license. They might not, they're not going to have a Social Security card. They're not going to have anything but maybe some case paperwork that shows a hearing on it, correct? That's correct. They won't, they won't get their I-94 card unless they're 
actually granted asylum. So if they show up to a landlord, they're not going to have anything except their asylum paperwork saying, hey, my next court date is X. Okay. And is it important to see a future court date? Because a lot of people don't show up to their court date. So how long will that paperwork be good for? Well, that, that's an interesting uh, kind of a double-edged question, I guess. Uh, they'll be given their court date. Now, 50% of the time, people don't show up to their court date at all. And so okay. they're given a deportation order okay. um, by default because they didn't show up. So the minute they don't show up to their court date, they no longer are here legally. That's correct. Okay. They are not here legally, and they will not show up in the database when you go and try to search them, it's going to show that they don't have a new court date. Okay, awesome. So what Denny's talking about is is there is an online uh, website. We'll put it down in the comments where if you get their alien number, you can put their alien number in, and it'll show you the status of their court dates coming up so it can show you that they're still l- technically legally here in the United States waiting for their court date. So look down in the comments for that URL. So everyone will... they. When they come over, they might not have a social security card. They might not have, you know, a lot of uh, IDs, but they will have their A number. And so grab the A number off of their their case history paperwork and go ahead and search the site below. Right. Now, while they're waiting for asylum and waiting for their all their hearing dates and, and understand that these hearing dates can get pushed out, they also have the right to appeal several different ways, several different okay. times. Okay. Um, but they do have some financial assistance during that time. Now, it's not a lot. I mean, uh, because like for a family of four, for housing, they only get like uh, $600. Okay. And so if they come in and say, well, here's my A number and I, my income is $600. The, and the problem with that is that when you get an A number, you know, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to work <laughs> unless you get, right. you have to go get right. special permission from right. the Department of Homeland Security. Right. So and you're, these are all, you're legally here in the United States, but you can't work. That makes a lot of sense. And you can't leave. Yeah, and you can't leave. <laughs> so you are stuck here, not working, trying to subsist on this $600 for a family of four. But you do get Social Security income. I'm not sure how much you get, but there are Social Security benefits. There's schooling benefits. There's Medicaid benefits. That means... Um, dental care. Right. You also have health care. So there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of reasons to come. Right. Because, but even when you're an asylum seeker and you have these benefits, you can probably team up with other asylum seekers or other families that are here, you know, and, and try to live together because right. you, you have to. Yeah. And that's the only thing that makes sense. And so if you're a landlord and you have these people approach you and you want to rent them, there's a very good chance that you will have a lot of people in your home, even future asylum seekers that say, hey, I have a friend that moved to Houston or to Minneapolis, and if I can get up there, I can stay with them. If they're in your rental, there's a good chance that you really have to monitor that um, that rental quite often to make sure that you don't have any unauthorized occupants. But, Denny, let's go to, let's, let me ask you this question. Legally, is there anything in the law that you know of um, that says we cannot rent to these people. Do you have to well, only rent to U.S. legal citizens with Social Security cards or green cards, um, student visas, stuff like that? If they're asylum seekers, 
We have to treat them like any other U.S. citizen. They have a right to be here. Therefore, okay. they have a right to live here. Okay. So we have to put them through, you know, our rental criteria, see if they qualify. Okay. But so there's nothing that says we can't, so we can, which is kind of counter to employment because in employment law, you have to run them through E-Verify and verify that they're authorized to work in the United States. So just know that though you can rent to them, they legally are not allowed to work here. And if you can't work here, obviously landlords are going, yeah, Dave, we see the nexus. There's no income to pay the rent. So um, that's something that, you know, you really have to pay attention to too. Well, Dave, when you look at the source of income thing, that could become an issue because they may have a source of income of, you know, $600, but they may have another source of income coming from some uh, committee to help asylum seekers. They may have another source of income from social security or I'm sorry, social security uh, benefits. Right. right. So right. look at it all. You need to look at it all. Right. So what Denny's referring to is a lot of local jurisdictions are starting to say source of income is a protected class. We know Illinois just did that as a state. Uh, that's going to bring up a can of worms where we're really going to lose control even over income coming into our properties as we qualify people. So um, check out our podcast on source of income. Oh, it was a few months ago, but this is going to be source of income is going to be something we're talking about all of 2023. Um, even though today's about immigration, you're going to hear a lot about, about source of income too, because it does play into it. And I, I think it's, I think it's a, uh, the plan of the U S government to say, hey, this problem we're having at the border is is we're going to make private landlords house these people through source of income. So we'll get into that later. I don't want to get off on a tangent um, I'm there. So, Denny, what I'm hearing you saying is review your criteria. Make sure your criteria is, you know, solid. That as you have people approach you, if they don't have ID, if they don't have a Social Security card, know what to look for know to get their immigration paperwork, verify their A number, verify they're here temporarily legally, but also, you know, make sure your your income and your criteria is well enough where you have a way to say, you know, hey, I'm sorry, you don't make enough uh, money to pass my criteria. So you're allowing them to apply. They're just not going to qualify um, under that. It raises, that an, income. it raises another issue too, Dave. Um, let's say that, you lease your units for a year. Okay. Well, when's the next court date? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How long can they be here? Right. Uh, yeah, it's just an issue that comes up that how, how are you going to deal with it? you got to make a decision. Well, we, we've got a serious problem as landlords because, you know, <laughs> we're going to be pushed to house these people or they're going to be on the corner and be homeless. And so the government is really going to push to get people off the street in order to do that, we're their, they're their scapegoat. Here's the problem that we have. We spend so much time doing background checks on our applicants that eventually become our tenants. That is what Rent Perfect does. That is the core of what we do. But when we do a background check on your mom, Denny, what's her name again? Larissa Kiriaga Echevarria de la Luna Constantina. And there's okay. a couple more. And and we wouldn't even know where to start as we searched the courts for for that name. Uh, America's systems or court systems are made for first name, middle name, last name. Um, not made for surnames or mother's surnames or however they build those those multiple names. And so, um, and then, of course, we're going to get people that come here that are absolutely not in our system. 
because they've never been in our system and we absolutely do not know back home were they a sex offender, you know, were they uh, a thief, were they, you know, out of a hot temper, um, they have assault charges, uh, a resisting arrest. I mean, we just do not know as these people come across the border and apply at our doorsteps. If you have someone like that, you are you are really um, almost just having faith that this person is going to be a good person and is going to pay because at that point, we as a background check company, we can't tell you any risks involved. We just don't have the data. And understand there's a couple of uh, little twists to this whole thing too because when someone comes here illegally, they have a year to apply for asylum. Go figure how that works. Yeah. But the people that are coming here now are going straight to the detention centers trying to you know, get their asylum going. I wish it was a little bit more clear for us. I wish we had a path that was like A, B, C, D, and E. You just have to understand that um, there's a lot of moving parts in different um, parts of the government. So we'll keep you up and informed as much as we can as we research and go through this and, and find better ways to make sure that as you have somebody standing in front of you that says, hey, I'm here on an asylum or a refugee claim that you know exactly what to do. Just know you have more liability. And uh, Denny, we always appreciate your insight. Is there anything to add? No, they just need to be uh, diligent about their criteria because if someone without that asylum uh, number comes and they can't provide them anything on that area, you're probably you know dealing with an illegal uh, immigrant, right. and you got to be you know more th more thorough and make sure you right. have your you have a written policy, you have a written criteria, and that you run through people with it every single time, and you have documentation. And I just want to be clear, there are some great people that are coming across that border that want a better life. We understand that. We focus sometimes in what we do, we focus on kind of the bad apples. We don't want a bad apple to ruin your investment, to put you in a risky situation. We also aren't um, anti-immigrant. Uh, we we, we're not saying that they're all criminals. Uh, there are good, good people out there. We just want to protect we're, we're all, you. We're all immigrants. Yeah, yeah. We're all immigrants somehow. We, we just want to yeah. protect you as a landlord and protect your investment so you can continue to enjoy the fruits that America has to offer and that everybody else is looking to partake of. I don't blame them one bit. I am red, white, and blue all the way. Denny, thank you so much, and thanks for joining us on our podcast. Please share this with other landlords or are people that need to know this information. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.